everyone and welcome to Pure Dead PlayStation, a fortnightly PlayStation supplement from Pure Dead Gaming. I'm your host Oni and today we'll be discussing the last minute PlayStation state of play, PS5 sales again are on the rise in Europe, shock horror, no Elder Scrolls 6 on PlayStation and what we've been playing includes Starfield, Broforce and I will no doubt gush over Cyberpunk. As usual though, I need some guests to do all this, once again returning to Pure Dead PlayStation. I wanted the brains behind the XPN network. When he wasn't available, I settled for bald man gamer, Mr. BMG, and his partner in crime, Ash, aka I am a Ghostbuster. Gentlemen, welcome, and thank you again for being here. Thanks. <laughs> yes, I, I, I'm, on, I'm on day release. They've let me out to uh, come and talk to people. <laughs> And I'm wearing pants. I'm wearing pants, which is always a bonus. We're not on camera, so that that's fine. If we're, you know, it's if you want to sit in the in the scud, by all means. Oh, he'll send you, you pictures do later. Don't worry. Yeah, I but I so. keep my socks on though, because I'm not a monster. <laughs> well, there's an argument for that. It's getting colder out there. It is getting colder. Baby, it's cold outside. A bit early for that though. Well, it's never too early for uh, bit of Tom Jones. Was that Tom Jones? Oh, yeah. Was it? Is. Did you, it's a Christmas song. How do you not know this? But that's not wasn't Tom Jones. I don't Jones, think he sings it, it in it that is. tone or <laughs> in that sort of it pitch. Maybe it's cold outside. What is? <laughs> For fuck's sake. Right, we need to listen to it at some point. That's, that's homework for next time to research some Christmas songs, classics. I mean, I know the classic. I didn't realise it was Tom Jones. It was like Bing Crosby or yeah. some shit. No, no, Tom Jones, he's, he plays the devil when he's got, I forgot the bird's name in the cage. I've got to go home. Oh, baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Okay. That was, actually, that was actually quite good. <laughs> I won't quit my day job though. I'm I'm, I'm actually glad to hear that. That's, that is a relief. That is a relief. Ash, how you doing, mate? You alright? Oh yeah, not bad. I can't top that though. I'm not singing Tom Jones for you, so. <laughs> well, can you give us some little jingle, even a little song? Oh no. No. Do you know what? I'll, our, I'll sing you what I've been playing this week, but then it, everyone will tune out because I've been playing that Baby Shark game for. Oh fucking don't! Yeah, do not. <laughs> that do that not stuff do it, rocks will, your mind. Cut the mic. Thirty songs for that mic. game. Add thirty different baby shark songs. Jesus! And you have to play them twice. <laughs> oh wow! So, yes, that's why I play with my kids. So fuck that! <laughs> Jesus, that's the pits, man. And I take it from from what I know. Every song is the same, but they just change. They the all noun. they that- all sound very similar. They're all different, and they've got different beats and stuff. But it, they all sort of like got some shark dancing and going do 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 like that all the way through. So Jesus, it's like a kid's first guitar hero. <laughs> <laughs> well, listeners, you can skip the what we've been playing section. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about Cowards. that again. In the corner shaking. Yeah, please, please, please don't, please don't, <laughs> guys. Let's uh, let's get the ball rolling because there's, there's quite a bit to talk about. And you know, Sony decided to surprise us all with a mere 24 hours notice. We were treated to a surprise state of play, promising updates from quote indie and third party developers. Hmm. 
11 games, including DLC, were shown and fans were treated to a state of play showcasing an eclectic mix for all tastes. Though... Baby Steps and its fucking grapple hooks, fucking grapple hooks, fucking grapple hooks got the show off to a weird start. Baby <laughs> Steps invites players on an uncharted journey where staying on your feet is the greatest challenge of all. The literist and humorous control scheme allows you to manually steer each of Nate's steps with a DualSense controller from individually lifting each foot to choosing where to place them down. Um, this, was, this was an interesting start, I must admit, guys. I, I don't really know too much about this game. or, or I know there was, a, there was a write-up about it, I think, the start of the year. I like the humour behind it, but this looks like the game that I, I have no patience I'm going to just get that out there. I, I've got a, an, I've got an infuriously short temper. I think this game would piss me off no end. Because watching, watching the, whoever obviously was controlling the game, watching him, Nate, fall down constantly irked me watching it. So I, I ain't touching this at all. <laughs> what did you, uh, what did you think, Ash? Honestly, that game. <sighs> looks like something I'll play for like 10 minutes and then I'll never touch again. Like, it, it, it's going to be funny and streamers are going to go mad with it for the first, like, two days it's out and then it's never going to be mentioned ever again. But it's a weird one to start. Like, all the weird, wonderful games they could have picked, they went with that one. Maybe there's just yeah. some good money advertising agreement that they're going to put it to the front or something, but... Yeah, I think there'll be a bit of that. There always is with these things, isn't there? That the sort of marketing budgets and things. So it could be that. Yeah, it's an odd one though. Very odd. Yeah, yeah. but I liked. I must admit, I did like. I liked. The, you know, like uh, you know, the, the fucking grapple hook. It was. It was. It's obviously going to be a very humorous game. So I do appreciate that. I must admit, but yeah, the um, the, the, the gameplay mechanic will, will piss me off. I can tell already. Yes. 100%. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. <laughs> What about you, BMG? Are you um are you jumping in on baby steps? Who the fuck wants to play a walking simulator which is really bad as a fat ginger guy wearing glasses? You know, who who was sat there in development of this game thinking, I know, <laughs> we'll make a game where the guy walks like he's retarded and falls in barefoot in a onesie. It's just like what 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 the hell's that? It makes, but it makes another game look really, really good that does walking a lot better. Abandoned. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it made Abandoned look good, this game. It, it, no, it was, it was a very weird opening. Um, I don't understand the audience for it. I don't know anyone who would want to play it. It doesn't look fun. Um, literally, whoever was controlling him to make him walk was clearly, you know, they've got a, a, a bit of a shake in their arm or something like that because left leg was all over the place. But <laughs> no, this was an awful opening to a state of play. But this is just the, the warm-up <laughs> to PlayStation Showcase Part 2. You keep believing that. It's coming. <laughs> we then obviously got the info or got the news that I think a lot of people kind of speculated was coming, which was obviously Roblox has announced to be coming to PlayStation October 10th. Um, it seems as though PlayStation's finally relaxed some rules on privacy to make the move happen. You know, 66 million daily active, daily active users obviously shows why. And I don't know about you guys, right? But I know the name Roblox, right? My kids play it on their tablets. 
I do not understand what the fuck this game is. Like, every time I see them playing it, I'm like, what am I looking at here? I do not understand what the fuck this game is. Yet, it is massive. It's like Minecraft, but it's Minecraft without the filters, I would say. It looks crap. Like, it's Minecraft if they've had, like, Stevie Wonder did the graphics. But the, the, <laughs> the like, you can have, like, GTA style like mini games. You basically have little mini game worlds. It's like a hub. So Roblox is the hub, and then you go into like little worlds to do like levels and stuff. So they're like there's a first person shooter levels, there's racing levels, there's a SpongeBob game in it, like an unofficial one that someone's made. There's lots of uh, child predator levels and stuff like that. There's all that sort of stuff, and it's it's literally Minecraft. And sort of like little big planet where you build your own sort of games or dreams maybe, but for kids with lots of real world money transactions to buy like ugly hats and stuff and lots of rampant pests is the best way to describe it. That's probably what half the players are of Roblox. It's not a nice place. I played it for the achievements on Xbox so not 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 because you're a sex pest. No, no, not because I'm a sex pest. But right, okay, the, um, just, just get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah just know. let's Settle just Jamie. clarify. No, 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 that's BMG. But um, it's horrible. Oh, like whoa, if they whoa, think whoa, you're whoa, a woman, whoa. like they all like follow you around the hub world and like hound your character. Because I saw it happen multiple times. It's gross. It's it's like uh, what's that penguin game that Disney used to have that they had to shut down because that were full of weirdo oh, club club penguin. Yeah, like that, but th- like ugly Lego-like Minecraft characters. But kids love it, and it's massive on tablets and phones, and everyone can play it. But parents go, oh, look, that's cute and cuddly. It's fine. And then really there's, like, games where you're, like, murdering people and stuff like that. And I saw a, I saw a thing on the news, not on the news, but I read a news article about how there's actually, like, weird sort of, like, shocking-style games that they've developed, like people have put on it where you have to literally, like, assault people and stuff like that. And it's like, mm, I'm not letting my kids play that. <laughs> so Right, it sounds, like I need, it sounds like I need to go and text my ex-wife and get that to fuck off their tablets. I mean, I, mean, I, 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 I don't <laughs> play it every day, and obviously a good chance a lot but of that's if you, if you were a predator, you probably would, yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah, basically. But why are you playing it? Because it was an easy 1,000 G. It? You could, in, in like yeah, one yeah. day, you can get all of the achievements <laughs> by one, and okay. the last one was uh, so, play after yeah, 30 days. That's fine. Yeah, but but you're still playing no, it. No, no, I've had it installed for about two years now. I literally played it for like a week, and that was it. Did you get did, did you get did you get thirty points for sliding in a six year old's DMs? <laughs> yeah. To be fair, I played the SpongeBob level. Like they, someone made a SpongeBob SquarePants movie game, and to say it's made in Roblox, it was quite fun. Multiple levels, loads of platforming. I enjoyed that. The rest of the games, I couldn't understand at all or figure out, so I just sort of left it. So, but yeah, it's not a nice thing. I, I put your kids on Minecraft, everyone, and put parental locks on, and you'll be fine. Don't let your kids play Fortnite yeah. and Roblox. Come on, come on. Unless they're old enough, keep your keep keep your kids away from Ash. <laughs> from in Ash, Roblox. it sounds like yeah, yeah. Luring hey, them into yeah. these yeah. sex hey, hey, rooms and in following world. girls around. <laughs> yeah, you. Oh yeah, that, oh yeah. Let's not get into that again because that got us demonetized you got last time. That got us demonetized. Yeah, you can't that. insult Mister Tumble because uh, they come after you. 
and demonetize no, well, us. This, this week on Dispatches, XPN gets investigated. <laughs> well, it's it's true. It's true. And and you may cut this out so you don't get demonetized. But, but right, a guy, right, dressed as a clown, taking individual children, sometimes two, into a forest alone... Does that not ring alarm bells? To be fair, I've never watched a Mr. Tumble where he takes them off alone into a, a wood. That's, yeah. that's Mr. A Tumble episode. likes the fumble. That's a different episode. Uh, yeah. Doing sign language. Let's go and eat hot dogs. <laughs> you know, in a forest, they take takes these little kids off and parents are just like, oh, okay. But this is why we don't get invited to podcasts <laughs> anymore. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> and don't get me started on the night garden. That's soft porn all over. We won't get into that one. The editing's going to be immense for the last 30 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Those with PSVR 2s were treated to a few upcoming games and modes, starting with the increasingly popular Resident Evil. The hype train for Resident Evil continues with confirmation Resident Evil 4 Remake VR mode was coming, but also the original DLC Separate Ways and the Mercenaries mode are also coming on I believe I've wrote down September twenty first, which is today as we're recording, which I'm not quite sure if that date is right, so I should have fact checked myself there. Um, but also for PSVR two, Ghostbusters: Rise of Ghost Lord launches on PSVR two on October twenty sixth and uses all the VR two features, including eye tracking. Um, I thought I, I thought Ghostbusters looks fucking brilliant. By the way, if I had if I had the VR two, I would be all over that in a heartbeat it looks good fun it just looks like the sort of game why would you not want to play that on vr2 not a fucking hope in hell i'm playing resident evil 4 in vr no no exactly um, no 100%. chance it ain't, it ain't it ain't fucking happening yeah <laughs> uh, i'm not gonna lie it's just not happening i i tried that chair demo the kitchen demo for resident evil was it seven seven was it seven. and i never wanted to play another resident evil game in vr that was literally like a three minute demo where you're strapped to a wow. chair. I was like, nope, 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 I am, am I- <laughs> No, thank you. I'd play Village. I'd play Village just in VR, just so that big woman stands on me. I'd be all over it for that. But that's about it. I don't really do horror games. I don't mind, like, we've got, like, the 4v1 and stuff, because that's a bit different, but I don't play horror games. I love horror films, love horror, but just not games, because... The last VR game I played in when I had the PSVR one was um, Paranormal Activity, <laughs> and that game is freaky as shit. And literally, when the woman in the the white nighty was screaming and chasing me down a corridor with a hammer in the hand, I just took the headset off. And went nope, nope, nope can't I'm play out. this. <laughs> nope. nope. Yeah, I'm the same as you. I mean, I I love horror films, but I do not do horror games at all. Did either of you play Resident Evil Four Remake? No, I'm I'm not a Resident Evil fan, if yes, I'm honest. Um, I don't know why, because I, I like I like zombies and stuff like that. Um, but it's just Resident Evil games have never been anything that a game that's ever ever clicked with me. If if they did it in, um, you know, I like the um, them story narrative ones like The Quarry, um, the Dark Pictures Anthology, Until Dawn. Love them type of games. Because it's more of a you're going through a story and and then pretty much deciding the fate, making decisions and seeing what happens. I like them, but I just don't like the them you know the Resident Evil type games. I don't like how they play. I don't like how they shoot. I remember buying on the GameCube the um, which Resident was it Resident Evil Five? Is it five? 
And four no, the one the that was on the game. Was it the one on the GameCube? The way you where you're in the um, like the village with all the crazy four. people. Four, yeah, it's four. Four, four, and um, you you know you you want to shoot your gun, so you're running away because they're all charging at you. And to shoot your gun, you can only stand still. You can't move. It's like what 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 what, and then you know <laughs> end up just getting killed. And I, I, that was it. I went and traded it in after that. I think I got rid of my GameCube as well. You're a fool. It annoyed me that much. <laughs> but but Resident Evil Four was the day that Resident Evil died. So. Um... Oh, that's a bold. It's true. That's a bold Resident claim. Evil died with Resident Evil Four, and I love Leon, <sighs> but Resident that's Evil Four a bold died. Claim. It's true. It's true. It. We had wow. Code Veronica, which is great, and then we had Resi Four, which, like, if we'd have got the original Resi Four with the hook hand ghost man and everything, that'd have been great. But we didn't. We got. Leon and it stopped being proper zombies. They started becoming like mind control people and were in some weird village all the time, which seems to be the thing to keep going back to. And then we got the, it got no fixed cameras and more action based and more and more and more. And then we got, um, Chris punching a boulder. And then we got the quick time event, Resident Evil. It, that Resident Evil 4, while being a great action game, and I'm not saying it's not a good game, it's a great game, that is when Resident Evil as a pinnacle horror franchise died. And after that, it became an action franchise, which is not what I want. I want proper horror. Now, I, I have played some of the newer ones. They're not too bad. I, I like the Resi 2 and 3 remakes, and I'll probably pick up Resi 4, but I'm not, I wasn't going to buy it day one, because it, it's not like fixed camera angles and tanky controls and stuff like that so that's my hill and it angers a lot of people but I just I don't think Resident Evil is the same anymore it, it, I'm not saying they're not good games they, they're great for what they do but they're not Resident Evil at all to me they're, they're, they're a different game just with Resident and some of them don't even sort of resemble the characters they used to I mean when did Chris void up and stuff like that. He'd never even used to look like that. Right. We're like, gonna get we're gonna get so many complaints about this little rant of yours. <laughs> Chris Redfield, Resident Evil One, normal bloke. Resident Evil Code Veronica, normal bloke. Resident Evil Five looks like brick shit house. Looks like blooming Bane. He's, he's been sniffing that venom, and and then Resident Evil like Village and stuff. He's He's like chunky as hell. It's like if Batista was playing Chris Redfield or something, like in his peak. It's just weird. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is what it is. I I don't like the first person worse. Resident Evil either. That's even worse. I would rather have Resident Evil 4, though, than the first person. Unless it's Resident Evil Survivor because that game is funny. So everyone should play Resident Evil Survivor on PS1. That's the best one for first person. Run over. Well, well, on that bombshell. <laughs> and if you don't like it, I don't care. Exactly. Listen, each to their own. Each to their own. Next up, Furry Far Cry 7 was then shown. And of course, I mean Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, which I'll be honest with you guys, I actually think looks really good. This is very much obviously a Far Cry reskin, but as a fan of Far Cry 5 and 6, and I recently rewatched the first Avatar, 
I'm actually really interested in this. I think it looks great. Um, I think it's landing at the right time, given it's, it's a Christmas release. It's obviously a little bit delayed, but off the back of the second Avatar movie. I think this could be a hit, and it actually looks really fucking good. And I've also got a soft spot for Ubisoft, because I'm a Ubisoft boy, so it's ticking a lot of boxes for me. But I can see why there's some people turning their nose up, but you know what? Fuck off. <laughs> I, I think it looks. I've, I've never watched the film, but the game looks good. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's very much if if you if you like Far Cry, then you're automatically going to be interested in this. Yeah, because it's very much it's very much a reskin. You can, you can see that every inch of it's a reskin. It's just whether obviously you're interested in the sort of Avatar world and stuff. Which, to be fair, I mean, it doesn't put me up or down. I enjoyed the first film. I'm not. I'm going to watch the second one at some point. Um, but I, that doesn't put me off if I really wasn't interested in the whole Avatar storyline. You know, um, I just think it actually looks a really good game. But I think you need to like Far Cry to enjoy. I think if you're someone who's just like, nah, Far Cry shit, this game is not for you at all. You're not suddenly <laughs> going to change your mind. You'd have to be like the biggest avatar weeb going to go, I can forgo my hatred for all things Far Cry because I love a bit of blue furriness. <laughs> Smurfs no. in space. Pa- yeah, Avatar's just not my thing. They're too tall, which freaks me out. I don't <laughs> like anything that's taller than me. Freaks me out. Uh, and the fact that they use their what's it, you know, little hairs at the end of the, the hair to connect to the animals, animals yeah. and things like Yeah, well, they like go inside the animals. It's like it's wrong. It's a little it's bit like erotic, this, isn't it? I never noticed that until psych- I watched the film yeah. recently. It is a little bit erotic. It is, yeah. yeah. You like the eyes slightly rolling the back of the head and that. It's like, you know, it's <laughs> no, it's just, just wrong. I think it's, Avatar's not my kind of yeah. thing. It's just like, again, it's it's like, it comes back to the, like, in the night garden with Eagle Piggle. He's like a blue guy and he gets all erotic with um, what's-a-face, upsy-daisy and a skirt and stuff. But no, no, let's not go there. But no, Avatar's not my not my cup of tea. But what? And I don't like Far Cry. Well, fuck you then. So you know, the, the best Far Cry in recent years was the one where you were a caveman. I like that one. It's just different. Running around the, with a spear. It was great. The only th- the only franchise that Ubisoft have never, ever, ever dropped the ball on is Assassin's Creed. They, oh, they should just cancel everything else and just become Assassin's Creed. They just rename themselves to you know what anything Assassin's Creed related and just that. Cancel anything else. We don't need all these other games. Just, just Assassin's Creed. Just pump them out every year. I loved it when they were out every year. That's that's almost as bad a take as Ash's Final Fantasy VII one. So um, we shall we, sh- we shall move on to a game you do like, though, BMG. And you almost sold me on, and that is Helldivers 2. So we got an extended oh, look. I know, it's coming. It's coming. We got an extended look at some of the co-op gameplay. Um, I'm not going to lie, mate. I think this looks really, really fucking good. I was actually really impressed with what we saw. And when you were last on our podcast, you did you sold it to me. You explained to me how it's got this great community and it's still popular today. And I must admit, mm-hmm. that was like, wow, I didn't I didn't really appreciate that. I'm gonna be honest with you though, is that outside of the Hell Divers, sort of that core fan base, I do foresee an issue. I think they've done the right thing, getting that game to fuck out the rest of this year, because it was rumoured to come in October. That's the right thing. They've put it into February. Start of the year is looking a bit stacked, but I think this game needs to be free to play or PS Plus. 
I'll be honest with you, mate. Outside of that core Ooh. fan base, I mean, because what I mean is, like, I, I think about, I think about the guys in our Discord, guys that, that I've got to know quite well, and I don't foresee any of them going. I'm buying Helldivers too. Now I know that's a small. I know that's you know. There's only you know we'll, we'll call it thirty core people that are on there every day chatting. But I don't know what I don't know one of them is going to go. Yeah, I'm going to buy this. If it see if it see if it's thirty nine quid, it might have a chance. It, but anything more. I'm seeing a problem. I may be out of line saying that, but like I said, I'm on about people outside of that core fan base that you spoke mm. about last time. So, yeah, listen, g- 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 give it to me. Give it to us. Yeah, it's it's not going to be... Right, Helldivers 1, um, when that launched, that actually launched as a PlayStation Plus game. Yes. It was when it launched, so obviously it got a big fan base there. And that game, even now is still highly played. There's just it just constantly goes on and on and on. You know, it's literally Starship Troopers, but you know, twin stick shooter, top down, the first game. And then the second one's just built on that. You know, I saw when I when I watched the um you know the bit more of the inside of the trailer. Uh, you know, it's pretty much that again, but obviously it's not twin stick shooter and they've just got the third person perspective which is what i was hoping for for a second game anyway when the you know it was first rumored that it was coming but i do believe originally it was they were going back to the top down again but sony kind of gave them a, a lot more money to expand it so i i could i i think this will be a day one with ps plus extra won't go into essential. I think it's going to be a PS, PS Plus extra, and but like most PlayStation fans will will buy the game anyway. But even if it was just coming out at retail, I think you'd be looking at forty pound, thirty nine ninety nine at most. I would say, yeah. If, if, it, most. if it falls to that forty pound, I think it might have a chance. But I think if it was going to be on PS Plus, it would have been advertised unless. Because obviously, I think the pre-orders go live at the end of September, today. I think. Oh, is it today? No, today. Today. Oh, great. Pre-orders are live today. So, depending on between now and February, depending on the pre-order numbers, can they change their mind? Can they go, right, it's now coming to PS Plus, you know, extra pre You know, I don't know. I bet but... it's already coming. They just don't want to say it so people pre-order it and they make that sweet, sweet but money. The... Well, but then you it's, just cancel the pre-order though, wouldn't you? Yeah. The IP is owned by PlayStation. They own the IP. Um, the studio... Um, oh God, I can't think of the name of them now. That um, Arrowhead. The, they are like a... They're a second-party second studio. Yes. Yeah, but the actual IP is owned by PlayStation. They own the IP of the game. So I could see it coming to... Um, the PS Plus Extra. Um, even if it doesn't, I will pick it up because literally it's just like, it's just playing Starship Troopers. You jump on a planet, you've got like a missions that you're trying to do while you've got hundreds and hundreds of aliens coming at you while you're trying to do your missions and you're all trying to fight them off. Um, you've got the friendly fire, so, you know, you could end up blowing each other up. Um, I did that many a times. When you drop in, hell <laughs> dive in. You someone, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just crush them. You see blood and guts splitting everywhere. You're like, oops, sorry. You know, you can get big mechs that you're walking around in and then, like, you're mowing down a load of aliens and, like, if you swung around to the side and one of your guys is there shooting the shit out of someone, you can end up mowing them down as well as the aliens. It's it's really good. It's it's a game you could just pick up and drop any time, but the way you do it 
for the first game. I'm assuming the second game's the same. Um, so you've got like four the in the first one. There's four different enemy types in like four different parts of the like the galaxy. And the idea is, as a community, everyone playing. You're it's a war, so you're working on whatever section you're working on. So as a community, you're pushing the enemy back as much as you can, and then it gets to... I can't remember if they change it to weekly or fortnightly, but at the end of the fortnight, you've got the results of that war that it kind of resets. Yeah. But obviously, you've still got all your gear, your unlocks, your clothing, your weapons, your, you know, your strategies and, and things like that. So if you everyone's working on one section and you push them right back, you've annihilated them, but then the other sections are pushing forward to, like, the centre, which then it's sort of like game over, if you will. But I, 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 the the first game is, is really, really fun. Again, strong community still. It's a very popular game. You know, it's a fun thing to jump in now and again, but it's one of them games you can just pick up and drop and come back to and you don't have to think, hang on a minute, what was I doing? Yeah. You, you haven't got any of that. It's just one of them sort of mindless games where you're jumping in, you get jump in with randos, or you can jump in on your own if you want to go in at your own or with friends. And you just you just literally just go around shooting the hell out of aliens and trying to complete objectives. You, then you gotta extract while getting attacked by hundreds more aliens, fighting them off, and then you go on to the next bit and do that. Take take stuff back to your ship, you upgrade your ship, um, unlock more research, and then you just keep moving on like that. So it's it's, it's such a fun game. It I, it's good, it's a fun game. Yeah. Do you not think, though, the change in gameplay style may alienate a lot of the core fans of the original that made the original like a cult game? Like, if it's uh, no longer the top-down twin-stick style or whatever it was gameplay, do you not feel like that's a bit weird? It's a, it's a bold strategy there. That's like, um, I'm trying to think, like, if they, they... If they made Diablo, like, 3D, for example... Is that what you're trying to say? Like if they changed Diablo from top down to a third person action game or something like that, you'd yeah. be a bit like, it might work and it might be great, but is that what fans of the series want? I don't know. It's not my choice or decision, but it looks okay. It looks decent enough. Definitely looks like it should be a free game, though. Um, especially to to like soften that blow of the price increase. Uh, some extra games in the, the on day one would be nice. Mm. Yeah. I'd say it makes it look more immersive. The you know you see the the top down twin stick shoot bit was fun. Took a bit you know took a you know five ten minutes to sort of get used to how it worked. But I think this is more more immersive. You're more on the ground seeing all these hundreds of aliens charging at you instead of seeing it from a top view. Um, personally, the environments look good. The you know we got a brief look at a few different levels as it was. You know, doing the sizzle reel, and they look really, really good, really detailed, and I think it's going to be more popular than we think. And February again, yeah, I totally agree. February is sort of the probably the perfect time for it. You know, get get out of the way of everything that's coming out this year, yeah. and uh, hopefully, you know, it's not going to get moved or delayed, depending what you know more announcements come out at the Game Awards and things like that that may drop early next year because. I think if I remember, was it Feb, Feb, last two Februarys, they've kind of filled up <laughs> yeah, fairly quickly. They have, yeah. And the start of the year games. is looking looking stacked already as well. So it's there's there's no there's no end in sight for the um, for the fucking wallets. That's for sure. <laughs> Tell me about it. It's so bad, isn't it? It's like... Oh, first world problems, man. First world problems. 
<laughs> um, we also saw the game of the year appeared. No, not Spider-Man and not Final Fantasy VII. Foam Stars is getting an open Ugh. beta this month. Four on four mode will be active to try out with this new rip-off Splatoon. Um, I will say one thing. See, the more I see it, the more I the more I understand why the people who have played it actually saying it's really good. But fucking come on. Like, come on. Really? I like No. I to be fair, do you know what? See out see out in the east, I think this game's gonna be massive. I, I think any, anything anything west is not gonna touch this game with a barge pole. But see out east, I think this game's gonna be fucking massive. But no. <laughs> no, I ain't missing out not playing this shit. I'm sorry. As much as I'm trying to be positive, but good old foam, st- foam stars, it ain't happening. It'll be something we'll probably the play like once for a laugh on a stream, and then mm. it'll get uninstalled and we'll never play it again. And it's but not sober. But not sober. When you're steaming on a Saturday night, yeah, not sober. When you're steaming with the boys, you're right. Discord guys, let's have a fucking foam stars night because we're steaming and we've got nothing better to do. Yeah, it's one of those games where I just feel it's gonna die quickly, and they're not gonna. And with, I feel like this with all live service games. I'm so reluctant to pay for them. Like if it's free to play, great. It might last a bit longer, but I feel like that type of game, the bubbles burst now. I don't think we're ever going to see that boom for a long time. Do you know what I mean? Again, do you mean do you mean the soap bubble has burst? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah! Oh yeah! That ain't getting edited out, baby. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, the game looks. It does not. It doesn't look fun. It looked janky. The characters' names. Are, I just. It's just like someone just put in Google. Hey Google, give me a list of weird names, and just pick the top ten. It's when when's it, it due out? It looks like it's gonna get boring fast. Uh, well, they've got a beta. End of this month, yeah, this month yeah. the, and then the game comes today, out next year. Just announced a what is it called? What's that? My Hero Academia is getting a free multiplayer, like team-based game that comes out end of this month. So it's like I'd rather play that. I kind of get that, like mm-hmm. big meaty anime men slapping each other about. Do you know what I mean? That looks a bit more exciting than fighting with bubbles. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Saving the best two till last, two monumental games coming to our PlayStation 5s. Announcing this week it's officially gone gold, we were treated to a surprise extra sneak peek at Spider-Man 2. A number of key features were announced, including the addition of Queens and Brooklyn, essentially doubling the map size from the original 2018 game. Confirmation of a GTA... Sorry... Confirmation of a GTA 5 style instant switching between characters is included, also confirming with character specific missions, again, not too dissimilar with GTA 5. The power of the PlayStation 5's SSD, I nearly said that with a straight face, was again showcased <laughs> with near instantaneous fast travel, which has delighted fans everywhere, and an array of 60 costumes and 200 combinations were shown also. Spider-Man 2 launched on PS5 only on October 20th. Um, I, I I can't really contain my hype for this game. I am fucking ecstatic for it. I love 2018. Loved Miles. Even if even if I know that some people are a bit a bit mid on Miles, I think this is going to blow everything out of the water in terms of what Insomniac can do, what the PS5 can do, and what these magicians at that studio have been working on for the last four years. We we're not ready for this game. I have to say, if you've not watch that trailer yet in 4k 
go and fucking do it. That trailer, see when you see when I watched it live, you go, this looks amazing. Go and fucking watch it in 4K and look Ooh. how good this is. Um, phenomenal. It's going to be so great. And the fact that every mode's got ray tracing as well, holy shit. There's some secret sauce at Insomniac, I tell you, and, uh, and we ain't ready. <laughs> what do you need yeah, 60 costumes I, I, for? Like, I wore like three costumes in the other two Spider-Man games. Because you need them. Uh, you need I more. Hate, I you need to see I hate those pre like the pre order costumes. They are awful. They, no they way. are gross. No I, wa- way. I want more comic book accurate costumes. I want like I want to just run around as amazing bagman and stuff like that. I don't care about these Nerd horrible, alert. awful custom design grotesque things. Just 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 oh. I will pay five pound extra for collector's edition if you put Toby Maguire's face on it on my character instead. That's all I want. <laughs> you skin it with Toby Maguire, putting Kirsten Dunst's. His black, his black suits in there. His black suits. In it there. is, yeah. Toby Maguire's black. It, I, yeah, I, I, I wanted want it to change it to the audio from like the old, like PS2 Spider-Man games, where Toby Maguire sounds like he doesn't give a fuck, and like he, <laughs> he doesn't want, he does not want to be there. Does just he? like, yeah, I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> we we need the dance. Yeah, the dance. That we need should the be dance. an emo and everything. They're missing out. It oh, might be, yeah. Gotta have that. Oh, but yeah, it was. It's. I know there's a there's a lot of controversy going on. You know, a lot of people saying, "Yeah, the game looks amazing," but they're not doing anything new. And it's like, but if it's not broke, why fix Correct. it? You know, you just build on what you've got. Why do you need? We had this all with God of War. Oh, the boat animation's the same as the 2018. But it's like, yeah, because why do you need a different one? Why? What's the what's the point? It's it's you don't need it. I like I like twenty eighteen. I like I played the remaster. They add they added extra bulge for Spider Man in the remaster. And I hope there's I hope there's extra bulge in this one as well. I we want are, we, I want to see want detail. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I want to see length. I want that much detail. So I'm hope and that'll be my first complaint. Not puddles. Not like everyone else was kicking bulge, off about puddles. Bulge you heard it here first, people. Yeah. We've got that's that's what we need. That's what we need. But you know, it's and a lot more details that have come out since that show that they've you know they sort of talked about and questions being asked. Like the whole, you could be like, say you're Miles Morales, he's swinging through the city. You can bump into Spider Man fighting a crime, mm-hmm. and you can join him and help him. Yeah. It's almost, it's almost I, I, like that, almost like a cool. live co-op, isn't it? It's cool as fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I would. It does kind of make you think. Probably not this year, maybe late next year, early year after, that they could introduce a type of co-op mode, like a outside of the story, more of like a, a free roam, one of you, you know, jump into other people's games, one Spider-Man, one's Miles Morales, and you just do like local crimes and stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's a, it's a possibility if they've sort of got that sort of thing in place where the AI's playing one character, you know, you maybe it's a possibility they could make it into a co-op down the line yeah. and add that feature in or even as a standalone thing it's but oh no it's i'm i'm really looking forward to this game um i'm quite excited to see how you know how we get the suit what's sort of led to us picking it up uh, because you know spoilers for 2018 and, and mile and miles morales that you, from the everything i seen that it was harry sort of was had the suit sort of attached to him mm-hmm. as the symbiote inside the um, 
inside the tank. And it's like, how have we gone from there to Harry knows your identity already and you're helping him get cured? It's like, how, how have we got there? Yeah. You know, what sort of has led to that? But no, I'm excited. I'm really excited. Um, I like the, the, they've got the black suit. I like the black suit's got its own powers that you can build on. Um, I like the fact that, you know, you, you go for a different tone. You can tell with him wearing the suit, he's more angry. Yeah, there's, and, you um, can see from, there's, there's, there's going to be a rift. You can see that mm. in the storyline. There's, there's, you know, like, you can see Peter's attitude changing. The first trailer showed that, and it was a little bit subtle. But um, yeah, yeah, this the um, this, this this is gonna this is gonna tug the um, the fifis. I think this game. Oh yeah. Well, there's a brief clip um, which is public, so it's not spoilers or anything like that. There's a brief clip where you see Mary Jane sort of run and hide, and then you see. Spider-Man wearing the black suit, like, slammed down on the ground. It's like in a doorway, as if, like, he's hunting her or something like that, or he's after her. So, you know, you I think we're going to see quite a lot and that that sort of thing as well. The relationships get damaged, because it's a good story. You know, the, you know, the, the thing that I loved the first game and, and like, the, the sort of the biggest thing that, you know, you kind of felt... Spider-Man Peter Parker's anger and upset when, you know, Doc Doc Ock sort of reveals he knew who he was and the anger and the and that in his voice and the upset that it caused and the anger he went into fighting that final fight against him. It's like he's, that sort of thing that he's got that anger and frustration already there and, and they're going to build on that in the new game because of you know, the loss of Aunt May, obviously Uncle Ben dying. Obviously, we don't see him in this game, but we know that he's, he says he's died previous because it does in all pretty much origins of Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, and it's, then, it's getting the point, isn't it? Yeah, and then Doc Ock, who in this, this universe is like his... Mentor. Pretty much like mentor, father figure, um, you know, pretty much give him a job, uh, you know, give him purpose. And obviously he becomes this bad guy and it turns out he knew who Peter was all the time. And that, you know, it's it's like that almost like betrayal um, sort of scenario, which which was really good, you know. So it's, I'm, I'm excited, I'm really excited. And I, I just I can't wait to play Spider-Man. I, I need to buy a, I need to buy a, buy a Spider-Man mask. Oh, go run, run. Do you... Do or you, get a pig. Yes, I need a pig. Get a spider pig, yeah. I need a spider pig. <laughs> do you think they will incorporate multiverse? I'm seeing that some of the theories that obviously with the Spider-Verse stuff, it's going to try and incorporate that. Um, and I've seen like wild speculation at the end, we'll get a Spider-Gwen and stuff, which would be cool as fuck, by the way. So oh, I'd have all a these little things like game, definitely. That'd be amazing. Yeah. yeah. And like... A part of me thinks, I wonder if that's kind of, if there will be the multiverse and then you will get a spider Gwen and a bit like the, obviously the Miles kind of spin off, you know, whatever you want to call it, if you, if you want to be what? pedantic and call it a DLC, an expansion, whatever, however you want to paint it, will we then get that as well? I don't know. But, you know, it's just, you know, I think there's potential there mean, for multiverse. Do you mean the multiverse is in what, with the films, the um, well, even, Miles Morales well, films? Well, well, no, well I, I think, because maybe not linked, 
but I know obviously the game Spider-Man technically is in that film as a little bit in the background. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But just in, it could just be its own standalone multiverse thing rather than incorporating the movies. It would make sense to incorporate the movies. Don't get me wrong, because um, that's obviously what Sony's all about. This sort of you know fluidity mm. between um, different multimedia's. But I just think that it's it's a good theory that there could be some sort of multiverse. Yeah, definitely. Mm. But yeah, we shall see. And lastly, knocking the show out of the park, unless of course you're Ash, he doesn't like Final Fantasy VII apparently, we got a we got an extended look at Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, i.e. Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 2. The trailer surely delighted fans both new and long term, and players will be eager to know what happens after the conclusion of Final Fantasy VII Remake as Cloud and company embark on a journey that takes them to the world outside of Midgar. In the trailer, we caught glimpses of new party members, including Kate Sith, or Kat Chi, complete with the correct Scottish accent, which is nice touch, and a quick look at Vincent and, of course, Yuffie joining the party. Sprawling open areas to explore and the reimagining of some iconic moments from the original game were shown, including a stunning look at the gold saucer. Interestingly, Rebirth will somehow restart players afresh and previous progress won't count. Exact details of how this will be implemented we don't know yet, but previous owners of the games will be rewarded with two special summons in Odin and Alexander. It's also been confirmed that Rebirth locations and order of events will be slightly out of sync from the original, but the game will end at the iconic Forgotten Capital. Fans of Final Fantasy VII will know exactly what that means. Um, A bit like Spider-Man... Um, I am fucking ecstatic for this. If it's not plainly obvious, this is just like it just looks incredible. I, I don't, I, I don't need to see any more now. I'm done. That's it. I, uh, I, to be honest, fair, I should probably actually start muting stuff on Twitter. I cannot fucking wait. You know, someone who is a deep fan of not just the Final Fantasy series of games, but seven, the level that they've gone to in this, like. You couldn't have asked for any more. Like to to pay to pay service to a game in such a way is incredible. And in the record, there's a hundred hours of content in this, and you know, like the section of game this is covering, there's a lot in that. There is a lot, and with putting this modern twist on it, fucking hell, I cannot wait. And this looks incredible. Anyone that can say it doesn't look good is off their fucking heads. <laughs> Apart from you, Ash. I, d- okay. I think I think the remasters look pretty good. I'm not saying the they don't. I think they look awesome. It's just um, the the old original one. I think hasn't aged well at all. So I mean, it's nineteen ninety seven, man. Come I know, on, but people act Come like on. you can go back and play that, and like it's the second coming of Christ. And I went back well, and played it, it, and it, it was awful. So I think for people like ourselves or myself that played the original, I suppose you can. But I guess playing it for the first time, I suppose it would be. So I will let you off slightly. <laughs> but I will be getting I, I will be getting the remasters at some point. I just haven't Good. got time to sit and play them right now. They're on my sort of like I've got like a to do list and a I want to do list and they're in the I want to do them list, so Good. Good. BMG, what about yourself? You don't really strike me as a Final Fantasy VII fan. Um the la- the last Final Fantasy game I played was 10 and I love 10. 10's my favourite. 10's one of the best. I love yep. 10. Yep. Yeah. Really, really good story. Really good characters. Um, but I, apart from wanting to go back and play 10 again, I don't really have you know, the urge to go and play any of the others and 
I don't, th- you know, Final Fantasy Seven um, remake is on PS Plus extra yep. um, subscription, but I've just, it's just, it's something I don't want to play. Yeah. If you, I'm if you've not more played for- it by now, you're not going to play it though. That's a thing. No. Right? It's been on there for ages. You're not going to suddenly go, oh, I'm going to play it. I don't think, unless of course, listen, I- unless of course, Christmas time, mm. where a lot of people play games at Christmas, you go, well, the new one's coming out. Maybe I will. You never know. A Christmas game for you. Um, so in terms of the state of play, what did we what did we think overall? You know, like did, did you think it was good, bad, indifferent? You know, like you know, looking at the sort of range of games we got. Um, what was your kind of closing thoughts on it, uh, Ash? I, I thought it was all right. I'm, there was a lot of stuff I wanted to play. Ghostbusters VR, I'm looking forward to. Yeah, uh, Spider Man and stuff like that. It wasn't the best, wasn't the worst by far. I think it was better than the one earlier in the year, personally. It felt like <laughs> that, that that would that wouldn't show, be hard. Show, <laughs> showcase part uh, one. Yeah, but it's no showcase part two, so I can't get too hyped, do you know what I mean? But Oh, it's I, coming. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna lie, I, I didn't watch it the same day because obviously they also it was the same day as WASD, it was the same day as the Nintendo um what direct. Yeah. And there's just so much. So I've I've caught up now and it's alright, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to a lot of the stuff. I think I'd play everything that was shown pretty much. Whether I'd rush out and buy them day one, I'm not sure. Whether a lot of the stuff was like you must have a PS5 for is debatable, bar like Spider-Man and uh, Final Fantasy. But a good good showing of stuff, like I say, definitely. And as a PSVR owner, it's always nice when an actual decent-looking game is coming out. So Correct, yeah. I cannot yeah. wait. That's probably one of my most anticipated games towards the end of the year, playing Ghostbusters in VR. Good, good. Excellent. Yeah, no, it's not, I thought it was. I thought it was a really, really good state of play. Good mix, and a, a lot of stuff there. Um, particularly ending on the high with Spider Man because we weren't expecting that. You know, we were told you know Indian triple A, sorry, Indian third party, and then we got that, and of course ending with um, with with Rebirth was just whew, superb. So yeah, buzzing, buzzing for the next few months. Um, exciting times coming. Um, next up bit of news was again more good news for the PS5 hardware sales in Europe but video games and console sales throughout Europe rose year on year in August according to GSD via gamesindustry.biz around 10.7 million games from AAA publishers were sold in Europe last month this is a rise of nearly 29% over August 2022 and that's without taking into account Baldur's Gate 3 because GSD doesn't receive sales figures from Larian Console sales also jumped 67% in Europe compared to August last year. This was mainly due to PS5, with hardware sales jumping 197%. The Switch somehow is still up 1%, which is fucking incredible. Uh, But Xbox, as is becoming a pattern, down 12%. With Baldur's Gate 3 not being counted, the best-selling game in Europe last month was FIFA 23, followed by Grand Theft Auto 5, which again is fucking staggering. The latter saw sales jump 40% compared to last August. The best-selling new release, again not counting Baldur's Gate 3, was Armored Core 6, which was the fourth best-selling game in Europe last month. It sold particularly well in the UK, apparently. Um, Jens, we don't have to say too much on this, but, you know, PlayStation has big numbers to fill this year and every single month we are seeing this area this area this area up on last year up on last year up on last year it's just it's it's the momentum is incredible 
um, with, with PS5 this year. And this is, I mean, again, to be up 200% when, yeah, okay, appreciate last year for a lot of it, there was obviously these sort of, uh, there was the, the shortages, but by this point, that was kind of alleviating. The numbers started to pick up. So again, another, another, um, another huge month for hardware. It's all looking pretty damn good. PlayStation. It's just everyone knows it. You know, you could be, you know, a starving child in Africa, and if you saw a PlayStation, you'd know automatically you'd recognize it. It's worldwide known. It's like Superman, Spider Man. You know, everyone knows them characters, even if, even if you, you know, you know, a 60 year, 60 year old virgin living in your dead parents basement and uh, you'd never been in the outside world and then you, you'd saw spider-man you'd recognize it you know it's it's just playstation they're at the top they're dominating as always um and they're always going to be i just i do don't see a world where xbox knocks playstation off the top of the mountain i just don't ever see it happening and you just—I know everyone's saying all oh, all the games that are coming out at the moment. It's PlayStation. Haven't got nothing. But as soon as Spider-Man drops, all that's forgiven. What what get a pass? What will be a really interesting start is the Xbox hardware and I suppose Game Pass sub numbers. How they change in September with Starfield, and then the contra to that is then how the PS5 numbers react. Probably you'd say November with Spider-Man too. That'll actually be a, that'll actually be quite an interesting um, little correlation there because they are, albeit I know it's sales and, and subscription, but they should both in theory be um, hardware sellers system sellers so that'll be actually quite interesting to see next month's um reaction sales for um for xbox yeah it's a valid point well we've kind of we've kind of hinted and, and, and mentioned but a series of revealing leaks have emerged this week and um, which we won't listen we won't explicitly talk about because most of it doesn't affect playstation but xbox however did inadvertently leak some interesting information including game pass third party purchase data plans to buy nintendo a new cloud controller and a new speaker Sorry, sorry, that's a new Series X. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought it was an Alexa. Oh. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> One of the bits, though, that does affect PlayStation users was a slide showing Microsoft has no plans to bring Elder Scrolls 6 to PlayStation. <gasps> Who would have thought? A page from the proceedings obtained by Stephen Tatilo showed a breakdown of games and support platforms, with the Elder Scrolls 6 listing as being in development for Xbox and PC, but not PlayStation. The document also shows that the Elder Scrolls 6 will be released in 2026, fucking no chance, and it will not have multiplayer <laughs> support. Um, yeah, this is a case of big company, owns developer, wants to put own game on own console, shock horror. But obviously, listen, Skyrim, you know, I think was was it 60 million purchases, you know, given how many players, but mm-hmm. like, obviously you don't really, I don't think I appreciate how big Skyrim was. I, I, I've i got Skyrim on, I've got two copies behind me. I've got a PS3 copy and a 360 copy. So I've got two, but I didn't really appreciate how big Skyrim was. This is probably actually quite big news, but it's probably the least surprising news going like, duh. Yeah, at what shit. fucking point did any yeah exactly yeah absolute no shit but I must admit though you know if we look at sort of big picture there will be a lot of disappointed people at this because Skyrim was so big um, you know I, I know three guys that have got PS5s only 
And two of them have got the platinum in the recent remaster of, of Skyrim. So massive fans. I know that they'll be like, fuck, we're, we are missing out here. So although it's not surprising, but again, eh, listen, there'll be a lot of people disappointed in this. I'd like to see how that moves the needle when it comes out. Definite. Do you, do you do you think do you it will have that big an impact? I think it'll have more of an impact than Starfield has. Like you have absolutely. Like Starfield like is great in many people think he's amazing and stuff, but you don't have that nostalgia. That's can you imagine? Like I'm trying to think of something like I love on PlayStation that I would go out and buy a PS PlayStation for if I didn't have one. Do you know what I mean? Like untied. Uncharted. Maybe. I, I, I'm thinking of stuff like I've played for years, though. Like, I've been, like, on it since, like, PS1. But, like, I, when I think about that, like, Spyro, it's gone. Crash, it's gone. Tomb Raider, it's gone. Do you know what I mean? All the... Twisted Metal's coming. No, Twisted I, Metal's coming. Yeah, but how many people are going to rush out and buy a Twisted Metal? No one. It's 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 run its course. <laughs> but it's true, though. It's it, Like, Skyrim is one of those franchises. It's like Fable. If I only had a PlayStation... I would get an Xbox for the new Fable because I love Fable. Would you really? That's interesting yeah. because I I was do you know I was actually thinking to myself the other day I, I love Fable too. Fable three was a little bit mid on. I'll be honest with you, but I was thinking that I, I'm really looking forward to the next Fable. I, I'm interested to see exactly what this game's going to be and how they're going to obviously make it for a modern setting. But I was thinking to myself, it's not a system seller. Like I bet you, there's a lot of people who don't even know what Fable is. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But for me, that's what I mean. That's one of those games, whereas that'll be the same for Skyrim for a lot of people. Right, okay. No, it's interesting. Yeah. So, it, I think I think it, it will move some people, like the holdouts and stuff, because there's a few that probably wouldn't go for Starfield because it's an untested IP, do you know what I mean? Yeah. The thing is, as well, is, is that you've made, a, you've made actually quite an interesting point about moving the needles. That You've got to imagine that you know, Elder Scrolls 6, you know, Skyrim 2, whatever. We're in 2023 now, so we're going to be seeing this game realistically. Are we saying 2028? Maybe I don't nine know. It realistically. Like it's sooner. Well, it might be sooner. Who knows? I, I think maybe 2028 at latest. Well, the thing is, is that they were planning 2026, and that, that um, the Bethesda slide sheets that were released this week, they're two years out of date. Yes, yeah, so you know, every so, but even then, it's only going into production, like pre-production now. It could even be like a twenty-two. But the point I was making was, we're 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 talking about a game that's going to be into the next generation. What a launch Xbox, title! Xbox don't really want to have a console; they want this hybrid cloud thing. So, what you're saying about moving the needle, you may be right, but it might not need to because if it's going to be accessible yeah. on a Game Pass subscription on your Samsung TV, it might not need to move the needle because I can still buy my PS5, I can sub to Game Pass for a month, play it on my Samsung, got my Skyrim 2, got to fuck. So there could be that as well, which, to be fair, you know, if enough people do it, they still make plenty of money off that, I'm guessing, but there is that as well, I suppose, because we're talking about so far in the future. amazing launch title for the next console. If they do, if they go with a console, which I think they still will, I, 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 I think with this whole uh, Britain and just the UK fucking up their plans royally, I think they've abandoned cloud because the cloud in the UK at the moment is shocking. I I tried playing it the other day and there was queues and I never tried and it, I wasn't even trying to play out good. I was trying to play Age of Empires 4. Do you know what I mean? Like I wasn't playing like a, a must-play game. 
and there was queues and it's slow, much slower than it used to be. So I honestly think they pivoted. I think they've made a pivot now, Xbox. I think they were put all in on cloud, but I think the whole, the way they've been pushed back by the EU and the FTC and the CMA on cloud, focusing on cloud, I think they've gone like, well, fuck that. We'll focus on the other stuff. And they'll. I think it could be a major pivot. Now, that could be totally wrong, but you don't hear any push about cloud from Xbox. I've heard nothing from cloud on Xbox in ages. And they used to go on about it every day of the week. Cloud this, cloud that, cloud this. And they don't anymore. So who knows? Who knows? Mm-hmm. But I do feel like there's a big but change. Did... But imagine Skyrim as your, like, mm. like the next or whatever it's called, Elder Scrolls Six, as your next console's launch lineup. Like, Oblivion yeah. was like that for me. Oblivion sold me on the 360. And when I saw the pictures in the magazines of Oblivion, I was like, wow, this looks next-gen. It looked so good. And if they can do that again... Did you buy the horse armour? No, I didn't. I bought every other bit of DLC. You didn't? Oh, I did. I got oh, the no, horse armour. I did buy it eventually. I, like, I think I bought it like four years later when it was like a quid. Mm. So, but... Uh, that game to me, like Oblivion, was next gen. I got it. I got outside the, the horrible intro where you're in the like the dungeony underground bit. And you come out and you see the wide open green grasses, all the hills and everything. And I was like, "Holy shit! What the? This is like mind blowing compared to last gen." <laughs> That's what I want Elder Scrolls Six to be. And if it is like that, I could see that moving the needle, just like Spider Man and. Final Fantasy does, do you know what I mean? Like, well, Final Fantasy VII does anyway, do you know what I mean? Makes people go, wow. So, moving on, and hot off the press, fans of The Division were treated to some good news tonight, as Ubisoft low-key confirmed a third game was in the works. Returning from his work on Star Wars Outlaws, once completed, Julian Geraghty returns to his roots in the Monster franchise. A press statement read, As part of Ubisoft's ongoing commitment to grow its globally recognised brands, Ubisoft is happy to announce Julian Geraghty has been appointed as the new executive producer for the billion-dollar brand The Division. As executive producer, Julian will oversee all the Division games, including the Division 3, led by Massive Entertainment, who is actively building a team for the game. I like this news. I really enjoyed mm. Division 2. These are low, maybe not low-key great games. I don't hear them getting spoken about enough, but Division 2 is so fucking good. Me and one of our Discord uh, lads, Tam, was playing it last summer. So... Really excited to see where, I suppose you could say, the next generation game goes. This is very early days. This is like four years away from seeing like a day, obviously. But for me, really good news. And it's again, it's just, I'm happy to see this kind of resurgence for Ubisoft. Like I keep saying, Ubisoft is back, baby. And uh, great news and massive. And a really good fucking studio as well. Yeah, I've um, see, I, I enjoyed Division 1, got Division 2. Um, started playing it, dropped off it because no one, the people I was playing with then, you know, didn't play it. So it was one of them games I didn't want to play on my own. And then the whole, they brought out the next gen patch for it, you know, free update for it, made the game run smooth, look beautiful. Started playing it again, a couple of mates joined in and they fell off it. So I fell off it. So I've probably not got past the first three hours of that game. And never really gone back, but I do own it. I do own it, and and I got the one we got. You got the is it, is it 
gangs of uh, yeah it's New York it? isn't it? Well, gangs of New York but you're in the New York yeah whatever it is to upgrade yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've got I've got all that. I own all that, but it's just a game I've never gone back to because again, it's that it's that type of game. Really, I I wouldn't play on my own. I would have to play with people to. It's more to play, fun to play with, with friends. Yes, more fun with friends. That's it. That's it. I don't like playing on my own. It gets lo- gets yeah. lonely, and you get cramp in your wrist. Ash, what about you? Are you um, are yeah. you a division fan? I played the second one. It was all right. Yeah, quite enjoyed it, but I was. Mainly playing it on my own, which isn't that fun. So yeah, I, I, I'd play a third one. Like I say, they're all pretty decent. So yeah, I'm not hyped. Hyped. I'm like, I'm not like, oh my god, I need this. But I'm mm-hmm. quite happy to um, to have another one. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't to, turn me nose yeah, about to, it. To, yeah, to partake if, when if and when it comes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We shall see. Cool. And lastly, PlayStation has revealed the September 2023 PlayStation Plus game catalogue and classic catalogue titles. Confirming an earlier leak, this month's editions include Near Replicant, Civilization VI, and Star Ocean The Divine Force. September's additions to the classic catalogue are Star Ocean First Departure R, Star Ocean Till the End of Time, Star Ocean The Last Hope 4K, and uh, FHD Remaster, and Dragon's Crown Poe. Funny that there's a new Star Ocean Remaster game coming. Hmm, funny that. Uh, Sony's re- Sony recently increased PlayStation Plus subscription prices by up to 35%, as we discussed on the last episode. The move saw the cost of 12 months subscription plans, the services, essential, extra and premium tiers rise by up to £20 annually, though this month's additions probably won't do much to calm the tensions around that. Um, I I must admit this is a shit month. I, I appreciate the fact that Neo Replicant is, probably, is, is, or is a popular game in, so, in some circles, but when you've just announced a price increase, which... Not a single person went, yeah, fine. And you don't drop a heater of a month or you don't announce. For example, as we mentioned earlier, Hell Divers 2 coming. I'm like, fucking hell. I really expected. But they gave you Saints Row. What more do you want? They put that price (laughs) up and you got that Saints Row remake. (laughs) Don't be worth it. (laughs) Worth it. Um, Yeah, this is a a pretty lackluster month, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. It's not if you like Star Ocean, though. <laughs> Star it's not if you like Star Ocean. Star Ocean are great games, by the way. And and that the the, 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 the second, which oh, fucking hell, um, the, the the second, whatever it's called, remake is coming out soon. Looks fucking brilliant. Um, but Jesus Christ, yeah, lackluster as fuck. Premium shouldn't exist. Premium shouldn't exist. I don't think, especially now with the price increase, even before the price increase. The PS Plus Premium just isn't worth it. What they're adding in and what they're actually giving you value-wise isn't worth the cost. Yeah, it really isn't. Extra, extras. You know, if you're new to the ecosystem or been away from it for a while and then come back, you know, there's you're going to get value for money even with the price increase because of the amount of games that are in there, first, second, and third party. But I don't really see much value in the service at all at the moment. There's nothing. Most of the games I've already played, and there's nothing in there that says, "Right, I've got to keep sticking paying," you know, for PS Plus Extra because I don't see the point. My mine runs out mid November, so I'm in two minds: do I drop it to just essential or 
do I just not renew it until something drops what I really want to play, which would be worth extending it another month. Mm. But yeah, it's Yeah. Yeah. Like 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 I've said many times, unless you're unless you're new to either the PlayStation or the Xbox ecosystem, neither neither subscription service is value for money. If you're someone who plays the recent games on time, uh, for the same reason that, that you've said, uh, BMG, and yeah, this, this next year's going to be interesting with this price increase, how they're going to handle it. Because you made a good point, and I didn't say it on the last podcast, but I thought about it in that I wonder if they want to get rid of the premium tier and they've realised the three tier thing isn't working and we should have just had two tiers, the basic and the upgraded one, and that's it. And that's why they've done this, to then make people go, do you know what, we'll just pay for extra, because at least extra I'm getting all this stuff, and I don't need the premium, and they'll just amalgamate the two. That was kind of my thinking as well. I thought they'd just get rid of the middle one, like it'll just be the expensive one and the cheap one. I I don't think they'd... They'd get rid of the expensive ones. Such a, it's such a hard sell, though. Again, for, for someone who's in, I know. But even then, for someone who's in the ecosystem and plays games regularly, that's a fucking hard sell. That premium, you know. Mm. But to be fair, both are both subscription services are a hard sell if you play regular games. Okay, um, that is it with the news. We're all done. Uh, I want to kind of discuss. Listen, you know, before we before we close out here, what we've been playing and BMG, you like me, obviously been playing Starfield. Um, I rolled the credits on it at the weekend there, and just very very quickly, I'll just kind of give a, a sort of quick summary in that. Like, I, I put sort of ninety hours in it, and I can kind of split my opinion on it on the first seventy five hours. And then the last 10 to 15. And the first 75 were fucking brilliant. Really good. And the reason for that was is that I didn't play the main quest. I remember being 75 hours in and I'd completed seven main quest missions. And I'd completed like 89 side quests. And then I went and thought, you know what? I'll, I'll go and play some main quest stuff. And then realised how I've classed it as, as, as vacuous and unempathetic and quite cold and yeah it kind of ruined the experience for me i was like i wish i hadn't played the main quest and realized that everything was for nothing <laughs> and it's a shame because i fucking loved that game and I, and I ended up just going i could have gone i can keep playing this game because there's still lots to do but i went nah i'm, I'm done now and I, and I just beelined the rest of it I'd got my 75 hours of good fun and finished the game and went, yeah, I can't wait to play Cyberpunk now because it rules the roost. And it's a shame. I would still class it as an 8 out of 10 because, like I said, that first 75 was great. What I would say is is that I completely understand why someone would give it a 6 or a 7. I get why. I can't understand why someone says it's a 10 out of 10 game. I don't get that at all. No, you know, do you know what I mean? No. But I think an eight out of ten is a perfectly fair score. And given the fact that I think it's sitting with an eighty-three, give or take, I think reflects my opinion on it as well. Um, but it could have been so much more. This game, and it's it's missed. It missed. Yeah. You're so yeah. What's what's, uh, what's what's kind of your feelings on it? Whereabouts are you in sort of timeline and things without being any spoilers? Obviously. Oof. Um. 
Oh, without spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Huh? yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I'm not. Again, I'm. I've again. I kind of just went off the beaten path, um, doing more of the side stuff. I'm just making my way personally through like the faction stuff. Yep. Um, generally, I get the faction stuff done and then do the story. But I've sort of done a couple of the factions. I've done the Vanguard. Um, what was the other one that I did? And I've done one. Oh no, near the end of. The, the Crimson cool. Fleet one, which is really good. You know, the, the Vanguard stuff is really, really yeah. good. And it, and it, it kind of is, it doesn't like pretty much advertise what it is. You kind of got to go and find it. And it's a bit mediocre to start with. And then all of a sudden it comes to this big epic thing. And it's, it's really, really good. Um, Crimson Fleet stuff, which I'm going through, which is, which is really, really fun. Um, the, the head of the Crimson Fleet just annoys me in everything that he says <laughs> and does. And I, I really hope I can kill him. Um, <laughs> I'm not, not there yet, but I do hope I can, I can kill him. But I'm kind of, I've, I've got to a certain point in the story where I've acquired certain things and certain things I had to go and find to acquire more certain <laughs> things. Without, because I don't, I don't want to spoil it, which has made give me a bit of a different, different play style to the game. Uh, and like, self, like self, have heard that you know, get the get the main story done, and then new game plus because thing, thing, you know, you and you'll understand why. And it's like, don't, nah, I don't, don't, I don't, don't do, do that. that. I don't really do. I don't really do new game plus. And I understand a lot of people say, no, no, this is normal. It's different. I'm like, I still wouldn't do it. So literally, I'm gonna. My plan is now is to uh, I'm doing a story mission at the moment because I'm at a point where a story mission and a Crimson Fleet mission are the, on the same planet. Um, so I'm I'm gonna finish off this um, faction quest. I've got I want to get the Free Star um, faction quest done, and then I'm gonna do the story, and then I will be done mm-hmm. with the game. But I am. <sighs> to be fair, I think I'm only 40, 43, 44 hours into it, to be fair. I'm you know, and I've got I've got quite a lot done, but I also feel like there's a lot I haven't seen yet and stuff that I want to see, but um I am, you know, but I'm also thinking, well, I've got these other games coming out that I want to play, and I hate leaving a game to go and play another game to then come back <laughs> yeah. to that game and not have remember of fucking thing that I was doing and what I was meant to do and and then I think oh, I don't want to start again and then I just give up on it and, and leave it. I did that with um Harry that Harry Potter oh, yeah. game, Hogwarts Legacy. Um I got so far in it then I jumped into two other games, came back to it and I couldn't remember what the hell I was doing or meant to be doing. So I just deleted it because I thought oh, I can't I can't do it. I can't <laughs> do it. But yeah, I wanna because I I want to get this game done but I want to experience the stuff First, the faction stuff first, then do the story, and then be done with yes. the game till the till the expansion drops. But also, yeah, um, like Cyberpunk, I bought it when it first came out. I got a refund a day later because <laughs> the game was just, I just it was just unplayable. You know, I'm like, I, I look like a midget running through it because my legs were stuck through the floor. <laughs> um, I remember I shot a. I was. I, I tried getting a drink out the drinks machine and it wouldn't work, so I shot it with my shotgun. And then police officers just started piling outside out out of the drinks machine and shooting me. So it's like, no, I can't be doing this. Can't be. Brilliant. And, and it's like, well, and dildos. Why? Why the 
fuck was everyone carrying shitloads of dildos? I know. I didn't get it. I was like, I thought, I thought one, I found one first. This is funny. I'm like, okay, he's got another one. Kill this guy. He's got four. It's like, what the fuck? Everyone's just carrying them around for fun. (laughs) So I I got, so I got refund on it and, um, Gave gave up with it and thought, nah, not not bothering with it. And then they, you know, they did the next gen update, and and I thought, right, I'll go back to it because it was on offer. I picked it up for, I think it was eight pounds seventy nine. With when once when the next gen patch came out, so I bought it, um, and I didn't start it. I just left it and left it and left it. And then we've um, all the announcements came out with Cyberpunk. 2.0 and Phantom Liberty and then saying, you know, the, you know, project CD Project Red have come out and said, you know, you want to do a fresh play playthrough of the base game because it's completely changed. And I'm like, now sort of going to be the time to, to jump into it. But I'll get Cyber uh, Starfield out of the way, uh, get Spider-Man, Assassin's Creed out of the way, and then I think I will then jump on to... Um, to Cyberpunk. Yeah. That 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 was going to be my plan. So I had no interest in in playing Phantom Liberty at the moment because I set aside all of September to play Starfield. If I didn't like Starfield, I'd Baldur's Gate three to to fall back on. So of course mm. I ended up finishing Starfield quicker than I thought. I then watched the Cyberpunk direct, you could call it, on Phantom Liberty, and dropped my drawers and went, "Yeah, I'm getting this game. This is." I'm in. I'm in. What a job they did on advertising that game. And so this week I've been playing a lot of Cyberpunk to kind of familiarise myself with the game again. And because it's been a year and a half since I played it. And like you said, BMG, a minute ago, going back to an old game is difficult, especially a complicated mm. one like this. So glad I've done that. I've played put a lot of hours in this week. 2.0 is now live. A lot of changes. They've They've nerfed a little bit my Netrunner build, but it's fine because they've made up in it in other ways to try and kind of change how you play, which I'm excited to try out. And then obviously then Phantom Liberty goes live in a few days, which I'm fucking buzzing to play. And I've now got that buffer zone between this and Mirage and Spider-Man 2. I've got time to play um, in Phantom Liberty. Absolutely ridiculous notion to say, oh yeah, just start afresh. Have you seen the fucking games coming out towards the end of the year? Like, what? Yeah. What fucking planet are you on? Who the fuck is starting that game afresh if you're not interested in any other game before the end of the year? It's an 80 hour game with the expansion. Do you yeah. know what I mean? You can't just start afresh. Fucking hell. But um, what I would say is, is that, yeah, once you've got Spider Man out of the way, make it your, make it your sort of Christmas game um, because Cyberpunk is special. It really is. And yeah. I don't mean this to be a dig because, at the end of the day, I still enjoyed Starfield, but Starfield made me realise how good Cyberpunk is. And I said that in a tweet a few about a week ago that yeah. And that's like that's not to be a low-key dig in any way or any kind of poniness. Put the hours into Starfield, paid my dues, but Cyberpunk is a far superior game. Um and I'm fucking like this um this expansion looks incredible. I think it's still sitting with a about a ninety is a Metacritic for the expansion, which is yeah. huge for the you know expansions generally get hit hard. You know, um, to sit there with a ninety, fucking hell, yeah, buzzing for it. Yeah, thing is, I say the problem with Starfield, every, it literally it, it always it seemed to come across 
Um, and I don't know if it's more Bethesda not sort of explaining things proper or if um, the, you know, the public just had it in the head. Everyone had Skyrim in space, Skyrim in space. Everyone, everywhere you pretty much talk to, oh, it's going to be Skyrim in space. That was kind of the idea that was sort mm-hmm. of planted in my head. It's Skyrim in space. But until you actually play this game, it's nothing like that. It is not the type of old big giant open world that is Skyrim and Fallout. It, this is a completely different type of game. And as soon as you realize that and get past that, you can enjoy a lot of what the game has to yeah. offer and find some weird and wonderful, crazy things. And even though I've said I want to get through the factions and the story, I'm not rushing it. I don't want to rush it because the stuff that I've, I'm experiencing, I'm really, really enjoying. Um, so I'm not rushing it, but it's not something I thought I was going to, the hours I was going to sink into it. I thought this was a game that was going to take me years mm-hmm. to play and that's not going to be the case. It's, you know, I haven't had the urge to just go to random planets and see what's happening. That just hasn't, I've kind of gone where the stories for the side stuff and and the main stuff sort of guided me to go, which is obviously you, you are seeing a lot of different planets and areas and like space battles have, I've had hardly any space battles because I've got the the mantis. Yeah, yeah. nice. Uh, and one of my traits is um, I, you know, pray pray to the great serpent. So most people don't even attack me. They run off and jump into hyperspace <laughs> as soon as they see me. And it's all, I don't get I don't get ship battles in. No one bothers me. I was that annoyed, and just probably going to people that was going to hate me for this, but I killed grandma. <laughs> I took all the shit and I killed her. And then I realised I couldn't take a ship, so I blew it up. It's, you know, so it's but that was like, but it got me my points up for for fighting in in space. You know, after Grandma was already dead, so it was it's it's like everyone just disappears. So I'm thinking, have I kind of locked myself out of a side of content because of having this ship and having this tray? It's kind of. Everyone just goes, oh, it's the Mantis, and oh, no, and then they zoom off, and it's like, well, that's pointless. And like I say, the the, the, the Varun, they, because I, you know, support the same god as they do, um, they don't even attack or anything, and they just leave me be and disappear, and it's like, oh, what's the point? <laughs> and like, score-wise, I, I completely agree score-wise. I think it's a fair score for what the game is. I think just so too many people have got Skyrim in space in in mind, and it's not yeah. that. And then you got all the other people comparing it to No Man's Sky. Oh, No Man's Sky, you can go from space to ground and back up, no loading. Yeah, that's different. Everything's procedurally generated. It's a completely different game to what Starfield is, and I don't mind the animations because it, it just, to me, it was just annoying having to write, take ages to fly up into space, and then go and zoom off where you're going. It just, you know, it. It just took too long for me anyway. Um, but I think it's a fair score. I think once you actually understand what the game is and what it's aiming to do, you'll have more enjoyment out of it. You know, there's a lot of stories to experience and, and fun content that I've really enjoyed. But I think it's not going to be the game that I thought it was going to be where it was going to be the RPG I play for years to come. But yeah, I think... Seven out of ten, eight out of tens. I think. I think they're fair scores. I think six is a bit low, 
Um, I would say anyone giving it a six hasn't really probably dived way out into the beyond to find some of the cool stuff. Um, in, in my opinion, I could be far off that, but um, I think seven is a, a very, very fair mm-hmm. score for this game. Good, good. And Ash, you've been playing a game that I was really interested in because I low-key, I love a farm sim. All the way back to my Facebook days of playing Farmville and playing Heyday on my phone, which I've got a scary amount of hours in. But uh, you've been playing Fay Farm. Yes. Yeah, it's been really good. I've, I've not played a huge amount of it yet. I only started it like yesterday properly, but it's it's like chapter-based as well. It's got like a story. So ah, okay. you, you can you can freely do what you want around the story as well. Like you can grow your crops and all that sort of stuff and explore. What they do is like an ongoing like story that progresses chapter based when you complete mm-hmm. certain like story based missions. So I think I finished the first three chapters yesterday and I was having a lot of fun with it. It's very, very well done. It looks fantastic, it plays great, very polished for a like a cozy sim game. And I, I'm looking forward to getting more into it. Like I say, I, I like that there's like dungeons to explore and stuff like that, and there's a bit of magic and intrigue to it and everything. On top oh. of it, just being like you're on an island and you make it, you've got a house to build up and a farm to grow and everything. So yeah, 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 really, really cool. I hope it comes to other consoles, not just Switch, in the future as well. But I'm just that's what I was going to say. I because it's it's at the moment it's Steam and Switch only, isn't it? But it's it's high regarded. I think, like, I was looking at some of the reviews earlier on, and, like, it's well regarded on Steam as well. Yeah, and it looks, like I said, the UI is very... You can. I'm playing it with, obviously, mouse and keyboard, but the UI looks like it would work perfectly on a handheld or a console. It looks very simple. Like, I get my Steam yeah. Deck arrived soon, and it's Steam Deck compatible. So nice. I'm looking forward Perfect. to playing it on the go a bit and seeing how it plays, but... Yeah, it, it's like Animal Crossing if it was fun. So, <laughs> I, I, Animal Crossing, nice. it has all the, the the sim elements, but it's just slow and plodding and a bit naff, whereas this is like four-player co-op, there's missions and quests to do. You cool. can like actually jump and swim and stuff like that, which is nice. And they've already announced there's going to be two... Uh, like. DLC updates over the coming months for it. So I think there's one in December and one in January as well. So we're going to add... No, no, June. June it is. December 23, June 24, where it's going to add loads of content and stuff like that to it and continue the story and everything. So really good. From my first impressions, I'm really enjoying it. It's really, really um, polished, which is nice. It's not buggy. I've not had any issues everything does what it's supposed to do, so. Nice. Excellent. No, it's, it's, yeah, it's just a shame that it's not on on um, on more consoles, but maybe it will come, especially with the fact that it's, you know, Steam Switch. Aye. Listen, if, I think if it, if, it, if it sells enough copies, they're bound to port it, you think, wouldn't you? Possibly. It's, it's been so. self-published by the developer, though. So right. maybe if they get a partner for it, and I think yes. it's their first game as well, to be fair. Wow. So it, they've done a good job. Like I say, on Steam, it doesn't show any other games from them or anything like that. So, yeah, fantastic job of it so far. Like, 
I don't, I can't say if it's going to hold up over a long period of time. That's where a lot of these sort of sim games fall flat yes. when you get to like the five, six, ten hours sort of mark, and the the sort of gameplay loop becomes super stale. I don't yeah. know if that's going to happen here, but so far, like I say, there's a lot to it. Everything seems to work really well. So, I'm, I'm yeah, thinking about it. yeah, thing about these games is that. You want them, you want it to, to expand that you've got more things to do, but at the same time, you don't want too much. Like, like I remember, like, I, I like I said, I, I, I've put hundreds of hours in a heyday over the last, we'll call it 10 years for argument's sake. And when you play that game on your phone or, or, or iPad, whatever, like, there is so much to do that it's so overwhelming that it then becomes a full time game managing it. Yeah. And you don't, play that type of game to spend four hours a day on it you like no. do, do you know what i mean and that's that for me was was the issue with 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 heyday and that's kind of what you don't want with fate like you wouldn't want to spend four hours a night just updating your 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 farm and getting it all to progress to like tomorrow well, the farm isn't sense. the main part of the game that's just it's just there it's like this is like a little adventure game set in like with the mechanics of the the sim so the farming okay. mechanic isn't the main mechanic you need. There's like combat and everything. So right. I saw people complain on Steam. They're like, I finished the story. It was only 30 hours long. Oh, I'm sorry. Did this indie game only last 30 hours before you <laughs> got to the point where it was, um, what do you it call it? It was game over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you had to do the, the sim style thing only. Oh, poor Mew, 30 hours in. Mm-hmm. Jesus. I know. It, it, to me, it's like, a third of it is the sim stuff. A third of it is like the um, adventure style, and there's like a third of it's like exploration, and you can get married and have relationships and stuff like that. So you get that's like the trifecta from where I am at the moment. But time, but, but to me, thirty hours is more than enough. Do you know what I mean? Nice. I, I, I'll yeah, add my yeah, fill by thirty hours in. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Cool, cool. Well, guys, that's it. That's it for another episode. We're done. We are finished. We are done. We're all done. It is all done. Put the world to right. That's what Mr. Thimble That's did it. or whatever he was. That's it. <laughs> he came out the no, that was a finger up the ass. Mr. Tumble wants a fumble with some kiddies in the forest. <laughs> and cut. <laughs> Hail Get Satan. <laughs> Uh, right, which one of you wants to give the socials and get the fuck out of here? Uh, go on, Ash, you do it All right, well, both. you can find right. us on the XPN Network. We do the XPN podcast every Saturday, 8pm BST. It's a game spotlight podcast. We've cut out all of the sort of major news. We'll talk about odd bits, but we mainly focus on spotlighting a handful of games each week, including one that is sort of suggested by our community and watchers. We cover all consoles, Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, PC, yada, yada, yada. It's a chill, sort of funny little show. We talk about all sorts of stuff. You've seen the sort of humour we're like, so if you, if you, that's your bag, you know where to find us. We're on uh, all the social networks, YouTube, um, TikTok, artists formerly known as Twitch, Facebook, all of it, XPN, Network. And you can find me on Twitter personally, I'm a underscore Ghostbuster with a zero instead of an O. And you can find BMG as Ballman Gamer. 
fab. And you can catch Pure Dead PlayStation fortnightly. And as usual, the main Pure Dead Gaming podcast every Thursday, 3 p.m. And you can check the Twitter page, YouTube, all the usual bits at Pure Dead Gaming. And you can get me on Twitter or X, whatever you can call it, at Dominic's Tweets. And everyone, thank you all for listening and take care. Bye-bye.